0: All right ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back. Forty Finals Fury. Um, we have Thomas. We're going to talk about Saints and nothing but Saints. What happened to the Saints, Thomas? Um
1: it was a pretty shit game to be honest. Yep. Um I think we were in it in the first quarter. Um only a one, we were leading by one point and it looked pretty good. Um but I think Richmond just went to another gear unfortunately we couldn't play catch up um too well um it it always looked like we were behind the eight ball unfortunately and it was pretty much you know one or two players from the whole of the 22 showing up and the rest are um pretty garbage unfortunately um and obviously we've had injuries and everyone knows that from season, it's, it's no secret that we're missing a few of our, our best 22. But I mean, if we're losing by 86 points, even with Richmond being one of the Premier teams in the competition, it's simply um, not good enough in a sense. And I think it's a bit of a wake-up call. And if, if anything,
0: um, it shows we're, we're a fair bit behind the eight ball um, to where we were last year. Um, Saints were the favourites to even win the Premiership. Late last year, because the obviously the trade rumours and all the all the lineups and stuff. Um, as a Saints fan, um, obviously, and also I myself as a Bombers fan, you lost to a team like Bombers, and I'm, I'm not going to say Bombers is a bad team. Listen, I actually going to start to change my mind that Bombers. This actually can start to play some footy. I myself is slightly disappointed how saints were playing not because they play against richmond is because they're not playing together okay are you able to elaborate on that and how they can tackle their next um next game uh, this weekend um yeah i think
1: pretty much it's been exposed i think on a few like tv shows and stuff like those afl um AFL shows saying that St Kilda don't work defensively hard enough, um, which is pretty true. I think it was pretty damning against um, Richmond that, you know, as soon as we lost the ball, um, Richmond just slingshot it the other way and and pretty much scored wherever they wanted. Um, I wouldn't say they're not they are not playing, you know, they're not, not playing as a team. I mean, I think they're still trying to execute, you know, as a team. It's just, I think we get a little bit ahead of ourselves attacking and as soon as we lose the ball, it just doesn't look like we want to defend. Um, and I'm not saying that the defenders don't want to defend. I mean, if you looked at the game on Thursday, the six defenders that we had playing in the back six were pretty much getting pumped. Um, pressure, pressure, pressure the whole time. And, and the ball was kept, getting, kept, kept coming into the back six, unfortunately. And there's not much more they could have done, but it's man in the midfield group. I mean, look at the midfield group. We had Jack Steele, Seb Ross, Brad Hill, um, who else was in there? Jack Vitale, those guys, I mean, they're four winners, but defensively, we looked pretty terrible. As soon as we lost the ball, it just looked like they were, you know, at least two seconds behind the rest of the eight ball, which is a bit unfortunate.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, um, so I'm looking at an article. It says... um, it's, it's from uh, Fox Sports, and they basically trying to expose the saying, you can't play like that and win Premiership because it was in some of the quote-unquote it's like really flucky, and there were a lot of some selfish plays. Um, it takes a few weeks. Uh, how long do you think as a Saints fan, How you know, obviously, do you want to get the whole new team the chemistry, you know, set right early in the season rather than later in the season for obvious reason because you want to get some more Ws. But um, <laughs> what are some of the, I guess, the streamline of, of chemistry that you you mentioned about the defense? But what other things that say individuals, character? Are we? Are we? Do we have any um, big personalities in in a, in a team or even in a coaching that may affect, you know, um, progress to 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 even finishing a top eight for for this season?
1: Um, I think, I don't know if it's already been mentioned by different supplementators and stuff, I think we need a kind of, one thing that I do notice a fair bit when we do play, um, whether people agree with me or not, is I think we almost we play a little bit too nice in the fact that it's, it's kind of, you know, when push comes to shove, we don't really play dirty. I mean, you look at Richmond, Port Adelaide, um, I don't know, Geelong to a lesser extent, when, when you know, the... When, they, when their game is pretty close and says we won, they may, you know, push the boundaries a little bit, get a little bit physical, and it seems like we're a bit of a pushover sometimes when it comes to those close matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the main thing is, I think, a lot of people have been, you know, giving shit to Brad Hill, saying he's overpaid, he's paid, you know, $900,000 $900, a year um, for doing jack shit mm-hmm. in a game that, that was a line ball game. I mean, there was a play, I don't know, when second quarter i think we were still in the game by then and he basically instead of tackling he pretty much jumped over the richer player to get out of the way um but i mean you know you still have to play to his strengths and i think we're not quite um knowing how to play well still together i think it's still a bit lacking and obviously i think it's from a few injuries um to a few key important players i think a lot of people forget that we haven't had a recognized ruckman in we've I mean, had um Rowan Marshall come in to play his first game against West Coast and it showed how important he was. But you look at last season compared to this season, we we had Paddy Ryder and um, Rowan Marshall play tandem Ruck pretty much together the whole season and it gave us so much success. And I think without those two and then with no real recognised Ruckman coming in to replace the two, um, shows how important those two players are. and The quicker we get them back, I think the quicker that hopefully we can kind of go back into how he played last season.
0: Okay, well let's switch to our next uh, next move. So you've got Port Four and yep. One, super strong, um, <clears throat> and it's what on the Sunday afternoon. Um, obviously myself, so Colin Essen will be the blockbuster. But yep. Sunday afternoon, 6:40. Are we expecting another round of a a a? I guess what happened last week or are we expecting somewhat a close game but a better St Kilda team? Um I mean
1: I wouldn't be surprised you know the week that St Kilda had I mean it's been a week, and now it'll be by Sunday. it'll be a weekend um three days that a massacre happened against Richmond so you know you know in a sport where where pride is so important like I mean you don't you don't say to players that they want to lose or they're, they're not disappointed if they um, lose a game of footy by 86 points. I think they have a point to prove, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they come back and win. In some regards, having said that, I think it's one thing to show everyone, well, will we bounce back and beat Port Adelaide and Adelaide. You know, hypothetically, if we look in three or four days' time, um, but it's the consistency in the way they win that's the most important thing. I think even if we lose by say 10, 20 points, it's a, it's a kind of different game plan we need to be switching in pretty quickly. Um and I think the number one thing is, is is either um you know, we we either lose and we show a bit of heart um, throughout the whole four quarters. Um but I think we just can't afford to get pumped again by 40, 50 points. And if we do that I think it's, it's pretty much season over and, and pretty much a waste pre preseason, unfortunately, considering how much hype there was going into the going into twenty twenty one. Um but having said that I think we I think we get Roy Marshall and Zach Jones back who are actually, you know, I think There were late outs Against Richmond Which um, Would have Would have um, Hurt us a little bit Last week But I think There's no excuses going to that um, We'll have Roy Marshall back in And we've got A Ruckman back in And I think If we can show Anything we showed Against them last year When we actually Beat them in Adelaide During the COVID year um, We just need to Consolidate upon that Not just show One week of flashing And crap For the rest of you know The next two weeks
0: Okay <clears throat> You are the coach You, you feel Ratton Mr Ratton um, yeah. What are you going to do with whether lineups, whether strategy? Are you going to play the same ball game, or are you just going to really hype up the players from from even from tomorrow from the get go? Um, I think there has to be some statements made in regards
1: to selection. Um, having said that, I don't think we should dump. I know like there's been a lot of hype around dumping um, Brad Hill and making him play. Um, in BFL for a long week or something, but I think um, You have to give, give a little bit of trust in these guys that they can bounce back I mean, you know, you just ask them like how much is too much, or you know, when the last draw? You know, take with these with the shit that they dish up on a weekly basis sometimes um, But I wouldn't mind seeing someone like Hunter Clark play a bit more midfield um, and play a bit more permanent I midfield I don't know what other fans would think I mean he's been playing so well off the half back flank but I think changing up a little bit um, might do a world of good and, and give him a little bit of a point of difference in that midfield. because I think at the moment um, one of the reasons I mean I could be could be wrong here from a coaching perspective but if you look at our midfield group now um, we used to have Jade Gresham in there who is kind of like our X factor in the mid um, but now he's got Jack Steele Brad Crouch and the third mid has been a rotation um, player because of Jane Gresham having that season-ending injury. Um, and even someone like Hunter Clark plays a little bit more on ball, um, just gives us a little bit more point of difference in that midfield. I think that's the main thing that we have to fix up because I think we just need a you know, as a coach, I'd, I'd like to, you know, say that Brad Ratton, uh, uh, what's his name, Brad would, um, you know, pump up the plays a little bit, especially in the midfield because of how lackadaisical they've been in the last couple of weeks.
0: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I just finished off with a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> how was the Supercoach this week? Um, I think I uh, uh, I'd say average
1: in the in the in the whole terms of thing. I think I scored about twenty one hundred or something, mm-hmm. which was average. I mean, this season's been so hard. I don't know. I don't know if Will Nathan will um, will consolidate what I say, but um, pretty much I think with these rolling teams, I don't know if you're aware of, you know how. The team doesn't get him out the day before the actual match. Mm -hmm. Um, Screws a few few things out of proportion. Like, for example, I had Caleb Daniel in the team um, who was hit with a one-match suspension, so I actually traded him out um, for Jordan Ridley. (laughs) And then Jordan Ridley goes and gets concussed in his match. Um, And if I didn't trade, you know, if if I actually didn't trade and waited, um, I probably would have not lost as many points because it, it turned out that Jordan Clark in my team as well um, he was playing on the Sunday, so teams didn't come out until after dogs' game. He didn't actually get on the pitch and wasn't even playing. So it's a bit hit and miss, and I think it's a bit frustrating at times um, that they can't revert or you can't reverse trades or something once you know you make them after the first match happens. And I think because there's so much up in the air with with rolling teams and the teams being released only you know 24 hours before the game, it makes it really hard to make a decisive trade because at the end of the day, it comes to luck. It's, you know, if, a, if a last minute change happens or an injury happens
0: early on it's just so hard to predict mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> to finish it off uh, just yell, yell out the winning team just yell out the winning yeah. team okay here we go <clears throat> GWS Bulldogs uh, the dogs I think oh, for those who are listening we're on week 6 by the way it's <laughs> a so Bulldogs yeah. Bulldogs is really looking really good okay um, yeah I think they're, they're my premiership favourites yep me too I agree Go, Coast Sydney uh, Sydney will win that one Geelong, West Coast? Oh, that's a
1: tight one. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think with the injury to pay danger feels that surface today, um, I think West Coast might be a little bit too strong even though it's in Geelong. Okay. Carlton, Brisbane? Um, that's a tough one. Yes, I agree I'm too. I'm going to say Brisbane. Carl, purely based on the fact that they've had a bit of attention in the media after, after a lot of commentators and pundits saying that that Carlton were pretty terrible um, against Port at the G I think they played Met- uh, not Metricon at um, Marvel um, so hopefully um, I think it could be the upset of the round but having said that it could go one or two ways and Brisbane dominates but I think for Carlton, sake they, they, they probably have to win that
0: game and show something to the fans that they deserve a finals opportunity mm-hmm. um Melbourne Richmond. This is another big blockbuster.
1: Yeah, I think that that's match of the round, by sure. I think it's Dusty's three hundred and I don't know two hundred and fifty, and Nate Jones's three hundred from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, so two pretty much champions of the club playing that many games to their respective sides. Um, I think it'll be half on because I think Richmond gained low confidence from and us the week before. <laughs> um, but I want I want to say I think Melbourne. I think how much their their um, supporters have suffered over the last couple of years. Missing finals, they're, they're doing so well, and they're five and zero. I think mm-hmm. this is a perfect opportunity to make a statement and show the, the rest of the competition
0: that they deserve, you know, a top four spot. Yeah, yeah. Fremantle North. Ah, uh, yeah, Freo will win that, I yeah. think, quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne Adelaide. Uh,
1: that's a tricky one. I think that's in Tasmania, actually. And I think the Hawks they'll gain a fair bit of confidence. the way, the way they played against Melbourne last week for three quarters. I think they held Melbourne pretty pretty close. Um, Within a goals kick and, and then just died out in the end. Um, and I think in Tasmania, it's their home ground. They, they played pretty well down there in Utah. Um, and I think they might just overrun the Adelaide crowd a little bit too quickly.
0: Okay. Collingwood
1: Bombers. Um, oh, it's oh, a tough one. Um, yeah. Flip of the coin, but I think the injury to Jordan Ridley. Um, He's such an important factor for, for Essence back six and provides a bit of very, very much stability in that back six because he's pretty much the best kick for them mm-hmm. um, without, without him distributing the ball.
0: Um, I think Collingwood might um, topple, uh, topple over them. Okay. Uh, last but not least, we talk about this, this, this match. So Port, Ad, Port and Saints. Um, let's let's go for this specific game as St Kilda fan, um, how many points do you want the difference to be? Either way, who it just doesn't matter who wins, but either how many points would you like to fall in? 12 points, 15, um, 5,
1: 50? I think if, you, if, you, if you're saying that, um, you know, as much as I would say, you know, Saints. say St Kilda win by 50 points and whatever, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. So I think either way you look at it, regardless if we win or lose I think a 20 point margin uh, stands out. right about two to three goals I'd say uh, because if you look at it in the way that if we won that game a two to three goal margin kind of, kind of think that it's not just a, a one point scapegoat win and we've consolidated a few goals to win and on the flip side if we did lose that game it's not a blowout uh, but if, I'd say it's more important regardless if, they're, if it's a losing result um, that you kind of can see a bit of more progress not just a pretty you know half-ass shit performance that we, that we dished up last week yeah. um, and if we if we shows a bit more heart and we lose by 20 points so be it because I think on paper especially with the injuries we've had um, you'd probably tip court in that game regardless of how St Kilda has gone um, in the last couple of games
0: mm-hmm. okay beautiful thank you very much thank you very much and um, for those listening uh the final thank you for we've got a couple of followers now uh, we're getting some momentum just simply we are uh, breaking down like the more specific regions and thanks to thomas and nathan on the on the other episode so yes um best of luck <laughs> best of luck yeah. and uh please you know like losing to bombers is not acceptable losing to richmond <laughs> you know okay but it does not feel good but port it's gonna be a big one all right if you can in my opinion if if saints can really get that extra extra edge, extra edge on the port this huge confidence for the rest of the season so best of luck for Saints and thanks again Thomas animals my name is Thomas see you next time bye bye <laughs>